and welcome to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk about all things Star Wars. My name is James. My name is David. I'm Sam. And I'm Rudy. And uh, Rudy, in case y'all don't know, Rudy has uh, been on our Patreon, and he and I did the commentaries for all of Season 2. So, uh, Rudy, it's nice to have you on board today for our episode. Yeah, it's pretty great to be here, man. Thank, 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 thanks for having me. No problem, no problem. So... Unfortunately, this Friday, I could not watch Mandalorian, you know, so it's like, I don't know. I got so used to watching Mandalorian on Fridays that when I can't watch it, I'm just like, what do I do now? Like, what do yeah, I know? It's been depressing. <laughs> so I've actually, I've actually, been watching, the year. I've actually been watching Rebels all morning every time I wake up on a Friday. So nice. that's what I'm doing. All right. There you go. <laughs> and you recently just rewatched all of uh, Clone Wars, right? Yeah, it took me. About a month, I think. About oh, just over a month to do all seven seasons. Yeah, I, I tell a lot of people whenever they're like, "So should I watch Clone Wars?" I'm always like, "It's a commitment. It's a, um, <laughs> it's a I, lot." I did it in a week and a half. So. That's disgusting. Wow. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? Were you doing anything at all? Like, are you just thinking uh, the TV? Like, just next, well, next, yeah, see, next. I don't. Next. I don't know if I want to admit to that on the podcast, but it might have been on the side while working. So that might have been. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I know. Whenever a season, sorry, my light is in the way. But I know uh, when season seven was about to come on, I was binge watching it while I was at work. But I made sure I was on lunch. Well, see, I did anything. Yeah, I mean. Before. Obviously, with COVID, I've been working remote. So, like, <laughs> uh, okay, lucky uh, there you go. I just yeah. had my iPad off in the corner, you know, and that, that's how I got through it. But then, I mean, then you can put it easily eight hours a day. I think there's a week oh. where my wife and son were at her mom's. So, like, I watched the first three seasons like nonstop. I was texting James the entire time. He's like, You animal. Yeah. Like, he was like, I'm already, he's like, I just started season three. And then, like a few hours later, all right, I'm on season four. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, how are you doing this, David? You, you've never seen all of Clone Wars, right? But you've you've watched the last season. Yeah, I've never seen every single episode, but I've I've heard synopsises and read stuff, and I think I ha- pretty much have the full picture of yeah. what happens. And I saw the entirety of season seven that dropped last year. And cool. those last four episodes of season seven were like, oh. I don't know. That's 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 going to be required viewing for Star Wars fans. Like when I when when you see like the the Clone Wars symbol just all in red and it's all quiet and you're just like, oh crap, here we go. <laughs> yeah, and like you yeah. know what's going to happen, but it's just the perspective that they show it. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, I agree. And, and I I know what's really crazy is. You know, I talked about it last week, but this week also, I've, I've talked to about maybe three or four people that I know who are just getting into Star Wars now. I think everyone has seen the Mandalorian hype. I think everyone has seen that, okay, this is something pretty good. I should jump into it. And a lot of people ask me, okay, James, where do I start? And so I always say, all right, well, you got to start with episode four like all of us did and mm-hmm. go through that. Okay, let me ask you a question. Is that the way to watch Star Wars or do you want people to start chronologically one to one through nine um it depends i mean my kind of thing is i always ask people all right do you know anything about star wars Mm -hmm. right so like if they know if they know like darth vader is luke's father then i usually have them start one two three four five six because i think it just is easier to watch that way for a casual viewer but if they don't know that i do not want to like you know i don't want to just ruin that with the prequels so um that's kind of my opinion so i i think every time i've shown star wars to people i've started phantom menace 
but right, david um, what's what's your what's your you're starting with phantom menace then is the issue right uh yeah but <laughs> i love I mean, phantom menace i love phantom menace so but yeah i was gonna say but a whole new generation like your generation you're a little bit younger than us like yeah. loved the phantom menace i mean i love the phantom menace what are you talking about but uh, david how, how do you how do you kind of or how do you do that when you tell people like where to start with star wars so we've had this conversation many times on the podcast and I've been very undecided, but I think I have my final answer to that question. I think oh, it's, special. I think it's release order. I think you have to yeah. go original trilogy. You can't pay attention to the episode numbers. You have to watch it the yeah. way they were released. I think that's the best way to do it because that's the way that all the hardcore fans, all the older fans experienced it. And that's how they fell in love with it. So I think that's the best way to go. What about 100% you? Really? agree. Oh, I yeah. agree. I mean, four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. I mean, that's the best way to do it. Um, you get you really fall in love with it with those first three movies, especially at Empire. And then after that, everything else is just filling in the gaps in terms of the in- information. Yeah, I always tell people, I, I say, okay, you see what happens, but now you have to see how it all started. And then you're going to see how it all ends now. That's how I tell people like the middle is the most important story. I mean, it's all important, but the middle is like the meat of the story. But now you got to see how it all began and how it all ended. A buddy of mine, uh, the girl he was like watching them with did. um... (laughs) Hey, knock it off. That comment. That comment is a great comment. Um, um, (laughs) um, a, A buddy of mine. Is, uh, watch them in uh, machete order. He actually watched them in watch them in that order where you do um, four, five, stop at five, and do one, two, three, and then you do six, and then seven, eight, and nine. And so he he was like, it's an interesting way to watch it that way. And he goes, why do people do it? I was like, well, it's the whole four, five, and at the end of five, you find out, no, I am your father. Then you yeah. stop there, then you go back, then you do here's what led up to that. Then once you get to the end of Revenge of the Sith, and you go, okay, now here's episode six, and then you go, you go from there. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, he said he liked that. That that was the way he was he was watching it, and he's the one who told me his favorite one was Attack of the Clones, and I was like, really? He goes, yeah. yeah. He goes, I really, I thought Attack of the Clones. He said the dialogue was a little. Uh, I was like, yeah, it was a little. Eh. He <laughs> says, but he said, but the overall story was was really good and. I had to think about it. And I'm not one of those guys who's like, well, you're dumb for liking it. That's that's the worst Star Wars movie. I'm just like, <laughs> hmm. you know, I, I thought I thought about it from his perspective and I was thinking and I said, you know, I can see how like it's it's like, OK, oh, thank you. Somebody said great show. Yeah. So okay. I haven't I haven't shaved since 2013. I'm just going to leave it like that. Um, <laughs> I call this my Jedi beard. Whatever <laughs> this is my Luke Skywalker, but, Obi-Wan Kenobi beard. This is like a week. I'm just lazy. But going, going back to the clone, I mean, the Clone Wars is one of my favorite prequels. It has so much information packed into that movie. And like it really sets up and like you, you understand what's going on in the later movies because of that one episode. Attack of the mm-hmm. Clones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Attack, yeah, of the Clones, yeah. Attack of the Clones sets up the entire um, original Empire trilogy. Really. Yeah. It sets up everything. And as you know, with where the story goes. So Empire, Attack of the Clones is one of the most important movies of the whole series i mean they're all important but attack of the clones is like the pivotal movie unfortunately it's the one that people least like i mean i still enjoy it i always tell people even though i don't like attack of the clones if they said hey attack of the clones is gonna be back in theaters next week i'm gonna be like i'm gonna be there to watch it like i mean why why wouldn't you be there to watch it exactly the moment it comes out i'd be there to watch it but uh good morning here from australia hello hello and in case for y'all listening to us right today on Monday, we're doing this live. So uh, we're going to be doing this from now on. So if you want to jump on, join our Facebook group, our YouTube channel, and you'll be able to come on live and listen to us talk about Star Wars stuff. So this week, 
what do we have happening this week? A big deal is happening this week. What do y'all got? Two books of the High Republic releasing on Tuesday. Yep. And if you look in the background, David kind of snuck it in, but I can see a little bit of it there uh, of the High Republic. So in case y'all don't, there we go. Light of the Jedi. I have already pre-ordered my copy of it, so I'm ready to go. Who else has pre-ordered their copy of it? I pre-ordered mine today, actually. David, okay, Sam. Yeah, I have not. I, I apologize. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know if reader. That's my. He's problem. just over there like this. Uh, give me one second, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm excited for it, and I've I've kind of gone into this not knowing what's happening. I mean, I have an idea that there was a an explosion, a ship explodes, and that kind of sets the whole thing forward. Which okay, I'm gonna throw this out there. Okay, did y'all read Duel of the Fates? The the script of Duel of the Fates. I did not. Okay, so the original Colin Trevorrow script, the ending of the whole thing was a big explosion. It, the it, There's a big explosion in space, and the whole galaxy hears it, and then it's over. The Star Wars is over, as it says in the script. And then in the High Republic, it's a big explosion that puts the whole thing forward. So I'm wondering if the High Republic was also trying to tie into what they were trying to do with epi- the, the sequel trilogy. Just a thought I've kind of had in mind. I mean, I don't know if it's possible, but it seems so, to like wow, that's kind of a convenient. Well, so from my understanding, this whole High Republic era is at least two hundred years prior to the the Phantom Menace. Um, so you know, my biggest thing with the High Republic is like I'm excited because I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the same excitement I had with the Mandalorian because I felt like it was going to be a standalone away from what we've seen in Star Wars so far. But the High Republic truly is going to be that. And that's what makes it exciting. I don't know if it's going to connect to Talon Trevorrow's uh, Duel of the Fates. I, well, not anymore because you know, they completely did away with that script. But I'm just wondering yeah. if if in the pre-production when they were right, when all these amazing authors were creating this timeline, and I wonder if that was what they were considering. And, and just so everyone knows, this new timeline, the High Republic, has been well thought of and well planned. It's not like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, David and I used to have arguments two years ago about if the sequel trilogy was planned. We found out it kind of was, kind of wasn't, you know. But this High Republic timeline is completely planned out by amazing Star Wars authors. Claudia Gray is writing a High Republic book, which comes out February 2nd, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so. This is good. This is exciting. This is exciting news yeah. for Star Wars because we're getting a whole new timeline with stuff that we don't know about. And if I'm not mistaken, the Acolyte leads is the very end of the High Republic. So that's just they're just saying, hey, you're going to have to get on board with all. I mean, are you excited for the High Republic or are you just kind of keeping an open mind about it, David? How do you feel about I think I've gradually gotten more excited because I, mm-hmm. when they made that announcement about the Acolyte, that it's going to tie into the High Republic era. I got really, really interested, and I was already interested, but I mean, they pushed it back from August till yeah. this coming week, and uh, that was that was not that great. But I mean, we're gonna get it now. I mean, we're here and now, 2021. It's a brand new year, so yeah, I'm gonna be all on top of it. I'm gonna try and finish this book as fast as possible and have a review up on Patreon of it. So, and, yeah, and for I'm, all, I'm you, yeah. And for for all you Star Wars fans who are like, "What books do I read?" This is a great place to start because we're all we're all starting chapter one together with this. So this mm-hmm. is a good place for everybody to kind of get on board to start and to see where it's going to lead. And my, my prediction is once they establish the high Republic, probably like another two years, they're going to go even further back and start doing the, the old Republic. They're going to start bringing all that stuff into canon. I mean, we're already starting to see a lot of that coming into canon, but I think 
in a couple of years, they're going to go even further back and then we're going to start seeing all of that other stuff start to flow in. And then I don't know, man, so it's getting pretty exciting times. Yeah. I mean, well, Kathleen Kennedy said it when they, when they made all the announcements was there's 2,500 years of history within star Wars. And we've only seen 67 years of it with the Skywalker saga. So That's um, yeah, <laughs> if you think about it, it's, it's crazy. Like, how much they can do with uh, with what what they have in in their hands. So let me ask you all this: is, is is Lucasfilm doing a good job now going forward? I mean, a lot of people said the sequel trilogy was a little meh, but now going forward, does it look like Lucasfilm has finally like got that stride and like, okay, here's here we go? I mean, Sam, how do you think? You look like you have an opinion right there. I want to see. You. I want to um, so I'm I'm conf- I'm I'm. I'm, I'm optimistic. I think so. I think we proved that the Mandalorian is phenomenal. Um, even so, like there's definitely good things about the sequel trilogy, regardless of your overall thoughts on it. Um, and then I, I mean, I love Rogue One. Like Rogue One's like one of my favorite Star Wars movies, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know if I can say that it's like my favorite, but I, I love Rogue One. Um, and so they've clearly shown that they have, you know, they're going the right direction. I just hope that they're not kind of doing the Marvel approach where it's kind of just like throwing out content and not making it really, really good. Mm. And so until we start seeing more of these shows, that's my worry because I, I'm a huge Marvel fan too. But if you look at like, you know, the first 21 movies or whatever of the MCU, I mean, kind of in the middle there, you know, three quarters through, they started getting really stale. They were kind of just yeah, checking they, boxes. Yep. Um, and I really hope Star Wars doesn't do that. I mean, I think Star Wars will always have, at least to me, cause I, I never read like the Marvel comics and stuff. I'm not, I'm not one of those people, um, gotcha. but like, at least to me, like obviously anything Star Wars is cool. Like if we can learn anything more about the universe, that's cool. And so like, at least Star Wars to me has that element to it that the Marvel um, Marvel movies didn't, but I'm a little worried about that. I'm hoping they're not just trying to cash in because it's Star Wars and they can sell a bunch of stuff. Right. Well, um, but what do you think? Mandalorian's Rudy, think- phenomenal. So. Yeah, Mandalorian proved to be just an amazing success for Star Wars, but we'll see. Rudy, Rudy, how do you feel about how Lucasfilm so, is now doing? So I, I feel like they have the right people in place now. Um, I, I think the the sequel trilogy at some point in time was rushed um, after Force Awakens. Force Force Awakens was well thought out, well planned, and everybody was very hyped about it. After that, it started getting a lot rushed, a lot more rushed because fans wanted more, um, and they wanted it fast. Mm-hmm. Um, then when they brought in Filoni and Favreau to do uh, the Mandalorian, they're now putting the right people in the right place to actually think about it. Cause these guys, they have a lot of passion for star Wars as fans. And then like David pointed out, I think the first episode of the Mandalorian, they also have a lot of talent <laughs> to, to get it done. Yeah, so they got, some, they got some heavy hitters there doing this. And, uh, and it, it's pretty exciting to see what, what they have coming out. Um, I do think they are going to take a Marvel approach with some of the series in terms of doing crossover events. Um, I think we'll see that with Mandalorian, Ahsoka, and Rangers of the New Republic. Uh, but I think that's all we're going to uh, all we're gonna see from what they're pulling from Marvel. It's just maybe those crossover events. What, what, how, how do you think Lucasfilm is doing now, David? Uh, I think they're getting there. Uh, I think kind of the way I see it is the episodes, the sequel trilogy was kind of like their testing ground, unfortunately Mm -hmm. for Disney Lucasfilm, Um, which I think about that just about every single day, many times, like (laughs) why did we have to go through that to get to the Mandalorian? It just kind of feels like that to me, but 
there's a book that I'm listening to on Audible that is really good. It's really long. It's called The Secret History of Star Wars. It's by Mac- Michael Kaminsky, and it's narrated by another great Star Wars person that's out there, Josh Robert Thompson. He does like excellent impressions of Robert Downey Jr. and <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. And he was <laughs> Jeff the robot on The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson. So you've probably heard him before. But in the book, they talk about how George Lucas didn't have a plan. He did not have a plan whatsoever. He had the outlines for stuff, but as time went on and as scenarios played out, he figured out Star Wars. He figured Mm -hmm. it out as he went. So he was essentially doing what they did with the sequel trilogy and laying down the train tracks as the train was like barreling down on them. (laughs) Which is is terrifying to think about. You know what I mean? Like the the original trilogy that we all love so much, he was just kind of like, and Leia's Luke's sister, and like, really, <laughs> yeah, she's his sister. Even though Leia's sister was supposed to be somebody completely different in Return of the Jedi, and it was just, I don't know. If I read that book, um, and I let, I think I let, yeah, I let Rudy borrow it, the, the yep. biography of George Lucas, and he talks about a lot of the pre-production stuff, and you're reading and going. That wasn't in the movie. That was nowhere in the movie. And then you read what was in the movie. And you're like, how did he think about that? That doesn't make any like Vader was not supposed to be the father. Like it was Vader was just supposed to be Vader. And, you know, in the first the first Star Wars movie, that was all it was was Vader was just Vader. And then in the second movie, he was like, hmm, that'd be pretty cool. You know what I mean? So that'd be pretty neat. <laughs> yeah, pretty good he, plot twist. <laughs> but I will say that he did have that like super early on when he was writing Empire. It wasn't just like. Oh, that'd be cool. It was like, oh, okay, this I want to do this now. But if you read like what the first movies were supposed to be about, you're like, oh my gosh, like he had no idea. I mean, he had an idea, but like like David said, he was just like, yeah, I'm going to figure this out <laughs> while we're doing it. And then here's the movies and and, you know, it's all great. And I, I love that there's stuff in the movies that are being retconned and like, like, oh, yeah, this is what what they meant in the movie and you're like no, no. But okay you know like rex was in return of the jedi like oh look how much they plan you're like not really you know just somebody yeah. somewhere was like oh that'd be pretty cool and then they they did it like the one that's going around right now is the um obi-wan kenobi seeing luke and leia together uh in a new hope have you heard about that one so mm-hmm. in a new hope uh when obi-wan is fighting vader he looks over and sees Luke and then he sees Leia and then he stops and then he smiles. And the new theory going around is he smiles because he realizes that the twins found each other. So now he can he can let go because he sees Luke is now with Leia. So then he lets go and dies. We know as Star Wars fans, that was not what was going on when they did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's one of those things that you hear and you're like, oh, that, that's a cool thought. You know, that's what I like yeah. about Star Wars is that you can kind of just retcon something and it makes sense i mean clone wars was really big about that clone wars did a great job of kind of going like yeah that's what that meant you're like oh that's cool (laughs) when you know for a fact like george lucas had no idea what he was doing but hey well he sold he's he he sold a new hope and then it was a huge success so then he was like okay well i guess i have to do this now (laughs) i guess i have to really be serious (laughs) this thing's making a lot of money now so i have to keep doing this i don't know but (laughs) yeah like 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 david said the sequel trilogy was kind of the same thing where they were like except for that change writers and directors after you know 33 percent of the way in yeah they did that 
what was that force awakens they switched screenwriters and then they bring in ryan johnson and ryan johnson takes off from what jj abrams did and it does his thing and then jj abrams is like all right now i gotta take off from what he did and make my own thing and it's like okay <laughs> i mean again like i said i love the sequel trilogy the sequel trilogy was so much fun i had a great time watching I mean, and like David says, you know, when you see Star Wars, you just have to get over the shock factor that you're watching Star Wars. Like, it's just the movie starts and you're just like, oh, my gosh, like this is Star Wars. You know what I mean? I don't know. Every time I see something, a Star Wars movie in theaters, I'm like, I'm actually watching a Star Wars movie in theaters. This is fantastic. You know, a long so time I, I, ago in a galaxy far away. Yeah. And you're like, here we go. You know, and uh, I don't know. It's just uh, I, I'm excited to see what Taika does with his new trilogy in 2023. I mean, Everyone seems to be pretty excited about that. I mean, I'm excited. Are y'all nervous? Or are y'all excited about how Taika is going to take his Star Wars trilogy or his Star Wars movie? I just, I, I feel like his, I don't know if he's going to add in his level of comedy to his movie like he always does. Like he did it with Thor Ragnarok. He did it with Jojo Rabbit. Like his his comedy is uh, out there for a lot of people. And if you don't, <laughs> if you don't get it, then it's not going to be funny. And I feel like that's what he's going to do with the with the trilogy. I hope he kind of dials that down a little bit. But other than that, he's a phenomenal director. Oh, yeah. Because um, I remember what I, mean, I had my wife watch Jojo Rabbit and she was like, I don't even know what's going on. I was like, are you kidding me? This <laughs> <Like, laughs> is hilarious. She's like, uh, yeah, why? He, <laughs> yeah, he did a movie called uh, The Hunt for the Wilder People. And there's a scene where there's a funeral and it's a really sad moment. Like in the movie, you're like, oh, my gosh. And then it cuts to the priest and it's him, Taika Waititi, <laughs> as the priest. And then he starts talking and you're like, oh, my gosh. Like he just made it like it make, it lightens the mood. And he's so funny. And it's like he did that on purpose to where to let the audience know, hey, it's, it's a funny movie. I promise. Just let's get past this part. and It'll be great. So, yeah, I understand what Rudy's saying, where you're worried that he might kind of do that with Star Wars. But I don't know. What do you think, David? Do you think he might do that with Star Wars or he's a professional? Well, I mean, I, I guess a lot of people forget he directed the last episode of season one of The Mandalorian and that whole like awesome. like banter between Sadekis and that other scout trooper and then him punching oh. Baby Yoda in the head. That's, that's like the greatest two minutes of Star Wars. Completely missing. Yeah. And then, of course, he was the voice of IG-11. It was like perfect yeah. to perfection. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I have no problem with Taika Waititi directing a Star Wars film. And it's going to be totally divorced from everything we know, apparently. So that's it's not going to touch on. Part. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, that's to me, that's wonderful. And that's why I wanted Ryan Johnson to do his trilogy. But it seems like he's not doing it. I don't know. We didn't get official word when they did the announcement back uh, last year when Kathleen Kennedy talked about all the future projects. She didn't mention Ryan Johnson at all. At all. So. No. And I think that name is just way too divisive, I think, in the Star Wars fandom. And The Mandalorian, it seems like, brought everyone back to Star Wars. Yes. It's wild how they did that. Like, seriously, think about that. Like, yeah. um, Force Awakens ha made twice as much money as Rise of Skywalker. Like, in the box yeah. office. That is well, wild. And that's the fact that everybody's freaking out about Mandalorian now. Yeah, it's well, that, I mean... It that's because Force Awakens was the first major Star Wars film that anybody had seen that had to do with the original trilogy. I mean, we had Rogue, Rogue One per, before uh, no, Force after, Awakens. After, after. Yeah. that was that was the first new trilogy. So yeah, that made twice as much as Rise. But Mandalorian, man, that thing was just so hyped and something completely different. I I I, I couldn't believe what I saw when I saw Episode One. 
Oh yeah, and there was yeah, it was it, it was crazy because you know David and I, I know we sound like a broken record, listeners. We apologize, but like David and I had our expectations kind of lowered when Mandalorian came out, and then that first episode happens, and you're like, what in the world are they doing with this thing? But I will say one thing. I'm going to go back to what the Return of the Jedi actually made less than what A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back did. So mm-hmm. Star That's Wars, does, yeah, Star Wars. Uh, people were already tired of Return of the Jedi when Return of the Jedi came out, even though it was. The, the biggest trilogy of all time but i will say i don't know what george lucas was smoking when he wrote revenge of the sith but that movie made more than attack of the clones did and that was a another hyped up i think it was because people knew what was going to happen in the third movie so everybody wanted to go see it well also because people thought that was going to be the last star wars film yeah, ever that's true that's yeah. very true i mean he had that really long hiatus between six and one and we all kind of figured he was going to do it again or just maybe pass away Sad to yeah. say, but I mean, I never thought we would we would get new Star Wars films with George Lucas even still being alive. But I know for a fact that he did think about doing a new se- the sequel trilogy before he sold to Disney. But the reasoning apparently is because he was thinking he's got 10 years, 10 years to make these three films. And it's like, does he have 10 years left to live? I think that was his original thinking, because, I mean, he's he's already in his 70s. It would take him yeah. to, into his 80s into directing. And another thing was he produced that movie um, Red Tails about yeah. the uh, Tuskegee Airmen, yep. you know, which I mean, it's a it's a very it's an amazing story. I mean, it was it was it was it made quite a bit of money, but he got criticized for like being a racist for like doing and he was like, what are you all talking about? Like, he was shocked by the, the backlash he received as a producer of the movie saying like why did you make this movie you're just trying to exploit the the black community and everything and it and that was kind of that what david said the 10 years how long and then plus that and he said you know what i'm i'm done i'm not gonna i can't no one it seemed like george lucas got to the point in his career where he could not do a single thing right yeah everybody criticized him for everything he did he was like i'm gonna write and produce episode one everybody was like that's not star wars he's like yeah it is because i that's Star Wars. Like I wrote it, and then here's Episode Two, and they were like, "That's still not Star Wars." And he was like, "Oh my!" Like I don't know. I feel George Lucas just got just completely destroyed by the fans, and that's just the saddest thing I've ever. I don't know. I've ever seen. I mean, that's but my it, opinion. But unfortunately, it's the truth. I mean, George Lucas made the prequels the way he wanted to tell the story, and fans yeah. at that point didn't want that. They already had it in their minds how they wanted the story to play out, and they didn't get it. But they got George Lucas's version, which is the only version in, in my book. Um, but yeah, you're, I, I think you're hundred percent spot on. He gets us too much, too much heat from the fans. Yeah, I mean, I mean, David, do you think that's also what happened as well? Yeah, he definitely got a lot of criticism, and apparently, um, in this book and all the research that Michael Kaminsky did for the Secret History of Star Wars. He's spoken about the fact that George Lucas does not like, and he's very sensitive to criticism. And that really weighed heavy on him, especially for the prequels. And I wouldn't blame blame him. I mean, that's, I mean, he took a lot of heat for Jar Jar Binks. He took a lot of heat for certain other things in the prequel trilogy. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough thing, even though it made a lot of money. I mean, anything that Star Wars is going to make a lot of money when it's released yeah. in theaters. But I mean, there's, there was a certain expectation by the fans, by especially the older fan base that weren't really met, but it's very interesting to me to see at this point in time, how beloved the prequels seem to be yes. now. And that 
it seems like back then, a couple years after the prequels hit, it was kind of like what the sequel trilogy is now. So I'm kind of interested to see, okay, if there's, if we put some space between the sequels being released and the, the time period that we're in, are the sequel trilogy, is the sequel trilogy going to be beloved too? I don't know. I think it already is because there's a, there's a whole new generation of fans who are experiencing those three movies back to back to back. Like some people are binge watching those movies now the way we did the original trilogy, you know, and for them, the story's complete. That's the trilogy. That's it. They don't have to wait for anything to happen. They don't. They don't. They don't care about the behind the scenes or anything like that. They're just watching these movies the way they are. And I know somebody who was like, "Dude, Force Awakens was awesome." And I was like, "Really?" They were like, "Yes, that was so cool." And then somebody else, they were like, "Dude, the, the Last Jedi was like the best thing I've seen." And I was like, "Okay, like, oh, that's that's great." And oh, yeah. She, she was like, I don't know why that one she's I heard this one was the most decisive, like device, like of them all. Like it's like and nobody really liked it. She said, but I thought it was the best of the of the new trilogy. And I was like, oh, OK. And someone else yeah, said the right to Skywalker was. There. So it's it's one of those things where if you're watching it all at once, I think it's different. I think if you're if you catch it later, it's going to be different experience for you as opposed to us who are crazy Star Wars fans who study everything about star Wars, who know about all the writers, the directors, how long it took them to make the movie when the movie was released and everything like that. I think we kind of get a, um, we look at it differently than other people, but I have a feeling in a couple of years, the sequel trilogy will be as beloved as the prequels were. And then I, I think, think, I think you give it a decade. Well, I personally, five, 10 years. I think when, when the older fans get over the fact that the sequels were a product of Disney, it, it's going to be one of those things because, you know, like David was saying, the prequels now are very coveted because it's still George Lucas. At this point, everybody's mm. like, oh, Disney made these movies. This isn't George Lucas. This is now a product of Disney. And I think once once fans, older fans get over that, it's going to be it's going to be like 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 the prequels they are going to be maybe not coveted, but they're going to be respected a little bit more. Um but yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a ton of new fans that are just experiencing Star Wars, but they're watching the the sequel trilogy first, and that's what's getting them engaged and wanting to watch the original and the prequels. Yeah, somebody I know said they they told somebody to watch seven, eight, and nine first before they went back and watched the other ones, just so they can be like, hey, this is what it looks like. It's cool. It gets, it's gonna get you engaged. Now this is how it all started. Then you go back, and I'm like, that is crazy. Like I can't even fathom telling somebody. Yep. Hey, watch seven, eight, and nine, and then go back and watch one through six. Like, <laughs> no. like, no, you can't do that. But then again, hey, I mean, everyone experiences Star Wars in a whole in a whole brand new way. So I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the the thing I'll remember is I know when I saw um, Rise of Skywalker in the theaters, and I, I know I had all my preconceptions. I think it was actually my second viewing. It wasn't the first time I saw it. You know, so I obviously I have all my opinions and stuff of my idea of what Star Wars is, and then kind of trying to decide, you know, do I like this film? But I remember sitting in the theater, and the kid there was a kid like eight years old boy like one row in front of me and he was on the edge of his seat the entire Mm. movie just having the absolute time of his life and i'm like you know what like like this is going to be his star wars you know and so that's that's something you know interesting to think about when that kid you know grows up he's gonna have very fond memories of those films just like i do with phantom menace like i freaking love phantom menace pod racing man darth maul that's all i need so (laughs) well heck yeah i mean the pod racing is i have a high opinion about the pod racing as david knows but um but yeah the pod racing was pretty amazing in uh, in episode one and and you're right that kid eight years old he's why he's catching star wars at the right age i mean he's catching star wars 
at that age where he's going to be like, oh my gosh, this is the best movie ever. And he's going to look at seven, eight, and nine as the trilogy of all trilogies. Right. Like to him, yeah. that's the original trilogy to him is mm-hmm. this one. And then everything else was like the before history. History, well, you know I, what I mean? I, well, I personally, I hate to say it, but like to me, like I knew the the um, the prequels, like I would say through elementary school, and then it wasn't until like middle school or so that I started really getting a love for the original trilogy, which is just yeah. crazy to say. But to me, yeah. I mean, like you know, the flashy special effects and stuff, and like not really caring as much about the Dude, story, I, you know. To me, as a kid, like oh my goodness, the prequels, oh, so it's interesting. So it took me, like I remember watching. I remember as a kid you know, being at my aunt's and uncle's house for Thanksgiving and just, you have a whole room full of kids and cousins playing. And then you hear the intro to new hope and everybody just stops and starts staring at the TV. And that's what, that's what I didn't care about the storyline at that point. Cause I was just a kid. But then when the prequels come came out, that's when I started digging deeper into star Wars. Cause I started learning more about the story itself. Now, don't get me wrong. I watched four five and six first. Um, but then when one, two and three came out, it really started just clicked on a switch um yeah yeah i was just glad we had more like star wars toys and if you remember episode (laughs) one had the craziest toys ever you know uh what does josiah say he said the sequels were the first movies i saw in theaters because i was born in 2003 oh my gosh um made the movie special and so even though they aren't perfect they're still special to me yeah just don't do the math to see how old josiah i'm not gonna do the math i already did the math But yeah, see, like he says, like the sequel trilogy was was there for him. Like he 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 was, and then when he had old enough to watch him, he had one, two, and three, and so for him that was Star Wars, and like that was the way it was, and and that's what I try to tell people who are like very negative toward like other fans. I'm like, dude, like it's everyone's experiencing this in a whole new way. Like like Sam's experience is completely different. From my Star Wars experience, like he said, you watched one, two, and three, then you watch four, five, and six, then you're like, oh, okay. I, for the record, I definitely watched like the original trilogy when I was a kid, like, but through, not as much. But they weren't like they weren't as flashy to me and they didn't attract me as much. Oh, my, okay, like, I see know, what you're saying. My, my small, uh, incapable of fully understanding brain. Uh, <laughs> so it's interesting. But, it's interesting. I mean, David's in my journey is probably different or actually david's and my journey is a little bit of the same in rudy's as well where we were like four five and six was like star wars it was like oh this is this is it and then when the prequels came out we were like no way <laughs> like, there's there's more of these things this is exciting yeah. and um and then yeah so seven eight nine is a is a whole new is a whole new thing for people and that's what i always want to tell people is like just don't don't be a jerk to other people about their star wars <laughs> experience because that's what they're doing they're making they're picking on their experience and it's like why are you picking on someone else's experience like you you also had an awesome star wars experience and you're a kid and you're gonna make fun of someone else's and that's where i get like i'm like nah that's not like i go on i go on tiktok and i'm like seeing people i saw somebody they were like we're gonna do a star wars marathon they do one two three four five six they're like oh and that's it and they're like throw the remote and i was like, <laughs> I was like oh that's cool that was really cool and then someone on our facebook i'm not i shouldn't say it, but somebody posted um it's like poetry it rhymes which is a great quote by george lucas when he was describing episode one and episode four where he said it's like poetry it rhymes the stories rhyme and they put luke with the double sons um uh boba with double sons and ray with the double sons and someone went in there and they were like i fixed it and they took ray off of there and i was like that's not cool man. <laughs> like that's not that's not a cool thing to do you know what i mean but i don't know that's yeah it's I mean. just all over the gambit i mean there's people online that just love 
Ray love Kylo Ren more than anything else. Yes. And then you have the complete opposite. And then you have people, people that are in between. The track on it, right. And so, yeah. 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 It, <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, there's so many people in the world now. And then with the advent of social media, everyone can put their opinions out there. And I, I, I don't think I could read back in 1984, 85 and see reviews of of the films and like reread back and have them be fresh and hear people talking about having conversations. I was born in 1981, so I experienced all the original trilogy on VHS and I never heard any criticism at all about the original trilogy. I just always heard how awesome they were and it really kind of like blew my mind when I saw them on VHS even on that small like wood console TV that we owned. <laughs> and I was always like waiting for the next one. And I saw episode four and I'm like, okay, where's one, two, three. No one had answers. There was no internet. I was like just all alone. And not until I became older that when I found out that the special edition was hitting, I was actually at, uh, at the Walnut six in New Braunfels. And uh, yeah, it's been shut down for decades. It seems now, but uh, <laughs> Yeah, they when they aired that trailer for the first time, and the first time I saw an X-Wing on the big screen, I was blown away even then. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of like colored in my Star Wars experience. I was just completely blown away as a kid. But there was no internet. There was no communicating with other people outside my family about Star Wars. Not until I was like in high school, until I brought it up to someone, and he was like, yeah, man, they're like the best. And then when <laughs> episode one hit... My small town, the theater was completely full of every generation in town, you know, old people, people that couldn't walk. I mean, like it was wild. I had never known that so many people love Star Wars as much as they did. But um, yeah, everyone has different experiences and it's and it's amazing. It's incredible. Was that a special edition commercial? The one where you see the little TV and then like yes. zooms in and yes. the X-Men fly. Oh, I remember that thing, dude. And you know what? I think I was there to watch Beavis and Butthead, the movie. I think that was the movie that was playing. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead, do America. Do America. Yeah, and, yeah, it, was, it was me and my brother Pete, who's been on the podcast. Yeah. And I had no idea the special editions were coming out. And then when that happened, because there was no internet. I mean, I wasn't subscribed to any magazine, any Star Wars magazines or anything. So I had no idea. And really didn't have any Star Wars friends, really. So. Yeah, like I'm, I'm on the same way. Like, you know, we grew up pre-internet era and like pre-cell phone era. So we didn't have any way to communicate with other people. So my family influenced me on the original Star Wars trilogy. And then when I was old enough for the, I think I was in junior high when episode one came out. And at that point in time, I actually found a band of nerds that loved it as much as I did. So, you know, we really enjoyed it. And I, I don't say that in a negative way. I love nerds. I'm a nerd. So it's fine. It's okay. Yeah, we're, we're on a Star Wars podcast here, Rudy. Taking, <laughs> <laughs> you realize what you're doing now, but uh, but yeah, it was it was. I, I just remember Episode One when that came out, man. It was just a big deal, and like I don't know, I was the only kid in school wearing Star Wars shirts at that time. And now that I'm an adult, I can buy as many Star Wars shirts as I want. You know what I mean? So I buy. Star yeah, you Wars can. <laughs> yeah, you know. May the, oh, may the force be with you too, Mark. Thank you for for watching us. Thank you all for for watching us talk about our past Star Wars experience, which I think I don't know. I, I like I like to hear people's experiences with Star Wars, and 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 I and I and I, and I and get angry whenever I hear people and when I see comments or people just making fun of Star Wars fans who also say they are Star Wars fans, and I'm like, what is that? How does that even work? That doesn't. 
like we we like the same thing you know that right like we're all on the same team you don't have to be like a jerk and somebody said yeah that's the thing i didn't understand either i was a big star wars fan even though i didn't even realize it so i had i had the gold box of the special edition on vhs nice so like my girlfriend at the time their family was like kind of making fun of that whole fact but they're like can we borrow it and i'm like uh, <laughs> okay like, uh, yeah but why like if you're being a jerk about it yeah so yeah i never got that and and for some reason too i'm mexican-american i think three of us here are and there's a big like love in the mexican-american community for star wars i think and it's, it's really kind of a weird great. thing. It's not talked about anywhere, but <laughs> just about every Mexican American family loves Star Wars. They have a Star Wars story. So, yeah, I just want to bring that up. Well, because you know, because it it takes the attention of the kids away. That way, they can the adults can go do their own thing <laughs> in the backyard. I'm just saying, it's the truth. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why my parents were like, "Here, you just sit here and watch Star Wars." And then, uh, Mark, Mark, what is the name of your podcast? We'll give it a shout out here on our on our podcast. Uh, let us know what it is, please. Um, but yeah, that, I remember you pointed that out to me one time, David, and I started looking around and if you go on TikTok, you see a lot of funny videos. I, okay. I, I do TikTok. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Don't, don't judge. What's, right. And we so, have a TikTok uh, too. <laughs> we have a TikTok as well. Yeah, what's talk TikTok? Nah, uh, TikTok. And so, um, what was it? They were, uh, I saw a few TikToks where there were, it was a Hispanic family or a Mexican American family watching Mandalorian and seeing like their parents' reaction to seeing Luke, you know, coming out. They're like, oh my gosh, like this is great. And I was like, that's awesome. That's so freaking cool. Uh, we are going to be talking about bullies our next show. Yes, please make awareness and tell your listeners not to be. Yes, War of the Stars. That's right. Uh, War of the Stars, check out their podcast. Uh, they also uh, they put their episodes on the Star Wars Up podcast as well. So let you let check them out. Yeah, bullies in Star Wars. I, I am not a big I, I I don't I don't like that. And somebody one time said um i'm not gonna say who it was but they were like i hated the sequel trilogy so much because i love star wars they said that to me and i was like wow that's that's a statement (laughs) i don't even know where to begin with that you know they were like i i cried i was so angry because i I know who you're talking about i know you know who i'm talking about and, uh, (laughs) and i was like whoa whoa yeah he told me the same thing when he said it. I was like, oh, okay, that makes zero sense. But all yeah. right, rock on, I mean, man. I mean, I don't know. I, I, just, I don't know. But hey, we're a cool podcast here. We like the, We like Star Wars. So if you want to talk about Star Wars with us, we will love to talk to you about it. So uh, anyways, what else should we talk about today? <laughs> so do you want to keep on the whole like uh, bully topic and talk about kind of what happened in the past? Oh. Like we oh oh boy all right yeah so i mean it's okay it's star wars related so and first off the the thing is and david pointed it out to us we still don't know the whole story so that's that's one thing kind of we don't know exactly everything that was said so david go ahead and give everyone kind of a synopsis of what happened so this is my understanding my understanding was um pablo hidalgo who's pretty much the senior person on the story group on the lucasfilm story group and I think he has other roles as well, but he's been in Lucasfilm for a long, long time. And he was there after George Lucas was kind of like done with Star Wars. I think Kathleen Kennedy was the one that promoted him, I believe. But um, he was always on Twitter and he was taking criticism and probably bullying from others uh, about the sequel trilogy, The Last Jedi. And I think 
he was very active on Twitter up until about a year ago, and he pretty much blocked everyone, everyone except for maybe two, two to five hundred people. And actually, one of my friends didn't get blocked, and I was kind of like shocked. It's like, wow, I was like, what was the criteria to figure out who not to block? So I was blocked. I never said anything bad about Pablo or really about Star Wars. I love Star Wars, but there was so all of his, all of Pablo Hidalgo's tweets are private. So the only way you're going to see anything is if someone that's not blocked shares screenshots of what he typed. And that was done in regards to a Twitter thread of people making fun of Star Wars Theory's reaction to seeing Luke show up in the season finale of The Mandalorian Season 2. And Star Wars Theory was crying. He was showing a lot of emotion. And Pablo put out a tweet stating emotions are not for sharing and star wars theory was made aware of that and then he just had the, the knee-jerk reaction of yeah he's making fun of me he's disrespecting the star wars community and that just kind of blew up everywhere but we didn't see the entire conversation that pablo had so i think it's still a mystery as to what pablo was really talking about then pablo came back and put that as his twitter banner Emotions are not for sharing. And that kind of like threw gas on everything. And he came back and had an apology, a public apology stating that he, it was self mockery and that yes, emotions are for sharing. And that's what star Wars is all about. And that's kind of the synopsis of what happened. So apparently according to Pablo is a big misunderstanding. And what he, what, what that tweet that was shared that was screenshotted wasn't really uh, what it was talking about is emotions are not for sharing and i mean that's that's just the nature of our society nowadays people misinterpret what what other people say on social media and they don't get all the context and don't understand what Mm -hmm. what people are trying to say um now pablo i mean he's known not to hold anything back at times but i don't i don't see him making fun of a star wars fan for being emotional with luke coming out i just i i don't i don't don't see it I, i really don't how about you, Sam? What do you, how do you feel about this whole situation? I mean, I think it's ridiculous. I mean, I almost cried seeing Luke, so you know, I don't want to be bullied. <laughs> yeah, but, but then again, you know, I I understand completely. But it was the whole thing of like we don't know what was said before Pablo I mean, said any of that. You know, what I mean, we don't like, even well, know who he was talking to. It was a screenshot of a tweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't like taking things out of context, especially like a screenshot of tweets because those can be photoshopped and stuff. So I yeah. I don't know anything about the story. So yeah, you're right. I should probably like not have a serious opinion. But on but I mean, then but, again, I mean, like I almost said, nobody should be making fun of anybody about how absolutely not Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's what we're gonna say right now. Like even if yeah. you agree or not, just don't make fun of people who who are watching Star Wars or into Star Wars. Like that's not that's not cool. But with this particular story, we don't know everything that happened. So. But him putting it as his like background, that was a whole. I was like, "What are you doing, man? Like, that's just <laughs> that's a whole other thing, dude. Like, good grief!" But hey, anyways, we don't know. Yeah, I, I love personally. I love the fan reaction videos. I go out on YouTube and I seek them yeah. out because I just I just love it. I love the community. I love Star Wars fans. Even if you disagree with me on any opinion I have, I mean, you still. We all still love Star Wars, and I mean that's kind of what it's all about. I think I I don't think y'all understand how my messages with James are like that whole week that Luke was revealed. It was just TikTok video after TikTok video <laughs> after TikTok video of fan reactions of Luke coming out or seeing the green lightsaber come. I mean, when I saw the green lightsaber, I 
jumped up out of out of my seat, almost dropping my son. But that's a kind <laughs> of story. <laughs> I just kept saying this is not happening. I was I was texting my wife, going, "This is not happening." And then when you see the green lightsaber, I was like, "It's happening!" <laughs> like this 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 is this is going down. And it was amazing. It was just it was cool. And you know what's crazy? It happened what two weeks ago, and we're still. People are talking still about talking it. about it. People are still going on about Luke being in the Mandalorian. And now all these rumors are going around that they're going to do a Mandalorian. I mean, Mandalorian. Hey, they're going to do a Luke Skywalker Disney Plus show, which we still don't know about it. But it's like. The, yeah, I mean, not confirmed, correct? It's, it's not, not confirmed. Yeah, no, not confirmed. I think it's just fan wishing type of rumor. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. um there's a lot of rumors out there for a lot of different series that are kind of like rumors from a, like really good sources in, in a Luke series never, never like surface. So I don't want to uh, see it. Luke. Honestly, I, I had mixed feelings about Luke being on the Mandalorian, but over the past few days, I've kind of changed my mind a little bit. So what was, what was mixed about it? I'm just curious. I, I, I wanted anybody but Luke. I wanted like Ezra or Cal Kestis or somebody to come on the show. Cause I, in deep down, I wanted the Mandalorian to be standalone away from the Skywalker saga. But then the more I think about it and realize that you can't have a show in that timeline without having Luke or someone from that saga in the show, because at that point in time, he's, I mean, he's, he's, he's what the Jedi are. And so the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, okay, it just, it made sense to have him in that show. Um, but at first, I mean, I, I, I told James multiple times, I, I wanted anybody but Luke. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I can't imagine John Favreau writing the script and being like, we Luke, Skywalker. Luke Skywalker enters and him just pausing, looking at the script going, wow, like this is going to, you know what I mean? Like when you're yeah. writing something and you write, Luke Skywalker enters. You're gonna. That's gonna be like, whoa! This is this is awesome. You know what I mean? I don't know. Favreau just. I don't know. He knocked. He knocked it out of the park with this this whole show, man. Like it's just. I don't know. Favreau and Filoni and company, man. They just did something incredible with this that I never, ever, ever anticipated. The Mandalorian going the direction it went. Like and see, before the before chapter sixteen, the rescue. I told myself, if Favreau and Filoni bring Luke Skywalker into this and they pull it off. They're like God men. <laughs> and I was telling myself that the whole time. And then it happened. And I'm like, wait a minute, did that work? I was like looking at everyone's reaction. It was Sam Colin and I doing the live reaction on it. And I was just, I, I couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it. And now it feels like to me that everything's on the table. Like no, you cannot say that this anything's on the table. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, like, I still think Mace Windu is showing up at some point. In some don't don't tell me that, dude. Don't. <laughs> I think he will. I I saw Mace. I, I saw his skeleton being electrocuted. He's gone, man. Like, he's, <laughs> dude, he was alive when he fell from that window. You don't yeah, know if he but, died. Darth Maul yeah, cut in half down a shaft. Yeah, I'm just uh, saying. Sidious was the. <laughs> Palpatine was thrown down a shaft and electrocuted too. So yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Mason Window could have lived, but but um, I, I was more sad than I was happy that Luke was back because I didn't want to see Grogu leave. Like that was my whole thing. 
I was just devastated at the very end of that. Like I, everyone was like, "Oh my god, Luke's back!" And I'm like, "But Grogu's gone," you know. Like this, this, <laughs> I was like, "I don't care if Luke's back. He took Grogu." I think wife. Grogu's coming back. I think we're gonna see him. I think there's I gonna be like a time jump or something, and he's not gonna be killed by Kylo. So yeah, I'm not be killed by Kylo. My, my I mean, wife he survived been... Anakin, so why would he be killed by Kylo? <laughs> yeah, but Kylo's nothing compared <laughs> to Anakin. Um, my uh, my wife said uh, she's like, I don't want to watch. Bubba Fett. I don't want to. I want to watch the Grogu. I was like, what? She goes, that's the show. The show's not called the Mandalorian. It's called the Grogu. And I was like, All right, so now when the show comes out, I'm going to call it the Grogu. But but yeah, I, I think he's going to come back. And I, if he does come back, he's going to come back at the end of season three. Like that's going to be like. So the I think book is the end of season three. We're going to see Grogu again. Yeah, possibly. I mean, they 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 didn't name drop Thrawn for no reason. I think Thrawn's going to be the big. The big, yeah, that's the a big bad, bad guy, and I think that's I where they're. Like, are you kidding? That's it's just gonna show well, that was well, my to it. Yeah, well, I, I thought the end of chapter sixteen was gonna be like a big, like kind of Avengers Assemble kind of a deal where you see Ahsoka, Bo, yes. and like everybody just just comes to show up to fight Thrawn and Moff Gideon, or Moff Gideon, and then Thrawn's like his ships in the background. Um, well, that's kind of what happened. I mean, kind of. Got, yeah, everyone except for Cobb Vanth and Ahsoka. I mean, yeah, and Frog Lady. Frog Lady, frog lady. Yeah. Frog lady better come back. That's all I'm saying, man. It's um, not going to be Mandalorian without Frog Lady. It's, it's going to be Frog Lady's kids that come back. It's going to be the <laughs> offspring. And she'd be like, "We had more, but we don't know what happened." <laughs> I swear, we 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 had 150. I don't know what happened. <laughs> and Rogue's going to be like, "Look at her, that's terrible. But um, but yeah, I remember uh Rudy and I for the longest time had the argument of when Ahsoka was gonna show up um in season two. And one of the things I said was, Yeah, Mark Mark agrees Thrawn will be the big bad. I think he's gonna be the big bad overall in this in this yeah, the huge climactic event that Captain well, Kennedy described. The, the Thanos, I think, should be Sidious, should be Palpatine. That's yeah, my kind of thought. No, so so like they can't the, feed him, obviously. So that's, well, that's a problem. Well, I I think the show we're seeing the process of trying to get him cloned. I mean, we saw that with Carl Carl Weathers episode. You saw the the figure floating in the water that looked like that's um, Snoke. It was Snoke. Yeah, or, or it, it, it it had to be Snoke. I mean, you saw that little indention on on on, on his head, like it was it was Snoke. Well, yeah, it was like. Battery. To me, it was like the experimentations leading up to the perfection of actually cloning so, Snoke or creating Snoke. Yeah. So, I mean, Thrawn is going to be that, you know, I talked about the uh, big uh, crossover event between Ahsoka and, and Mandalorian and Rangers of the New Republic. Thrawn's going to be that that battle. It's going to be like a three-episode event. It has to be. Sure. I mean, because sure. you're going to need everybody to defeat him. It's going to be awesome. I, Do you guys think that the Mandalorian as a TV show will end on Mandalore? game that back i mean i think so i actually read an article yesterday i was going to post it to the facebook group uh from screen rant uh giving a little bit of background on moff gideon uh because he i mean that's that would be the only explanation where he got the dark saber was the purge of mandalore defeating bo katan and so everything leads back to mandalore and i think that's where man the mandalorian is gonna probably end I i don't think we'll go past maybe three or four seasons on the Mandalorian. Yeah. I don't see Mandalorian going much, much longer, but who knows what, what I think is going to happen is Mandalorian is going to be like 
the anchor for Disney Plus. So we're going to be getting like, you know, Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka, then the book of Boba Fett. And then we'll get a Mandalorian like yeah, there. We're not we're not getting Mandalorian in 2021, right? Like No, no, no. We're getting him in 2022. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I think we're going to get Mandalorian 2022 and then we're going to get Ahsoka in 2023. And then maybe in 2024, we get another Mandalorian. Like, I think it, they're going to spread Mandalorian out pretty, pretty as far as they possibly can. They set the groundwork, certainly. So, yeah. So, the, and, and plus, you know, somebody did a TikTok video, I know, but they showed a picture, <laughs> the first picture of, of uh, Din Djarin, the very first picture we ever saw of him walking down the streets there. Do y'all remember that? That picture of, of him as the Mandalorian. And they were like, first picture of Mandalorian. And it was like, this is awesome. And then someone posted like, I never thought that this picture would lead to this. And then you see Bo-Katan, Ahsoka, and you see like all this other stuff that happened and Grogu. And you're like, yeah, that's right. That, that one picture, I never anticipated any of that ever, ever happening. So dude, like, like y'all say, man, anything is possible with friggin' Mandalorian. Anybody can come back and, and like Sidious, Sidious can come back now. I, I, there's no problem. I mean, like well, it happened. I mean, it's, it's all I, there. I, th- I think me and you talked about it a little bit too. I think they're you they're gonna use these shows to fill in a lot of the plot holes that we got from the sequel trilogy. I mean, we're gonna start seeing the the return of Sidious. We're gonna start seeing um, the, the development of Snoke, the turn of Kylo Ren. Like we're we're gonna start seeing those those plot holes. Yeah. We, hell, we might even see Leia being trained. Like, take care, of Mark. Sorry, say more. Sorry to Mark. Yeah. I, Take our mark. But no, no, I agree, uh, Rudy. Like, you know, a lot of those plot holes we're going to start to see. And one thing that I found interesting was Mandalorian was pitched in 2017. So Force mm-hmm. Awakens had already come out. And I'm pretty sure uh, Favreau had an idea of where it was all going. I thought he, I, I thought he pitched the Boba Fett series. Well, Boba yeah, he wanted to do Boba movie, Fett. Right? Sure. Wasn't it going to be a movie? And then that kind of collapsed after Solo. That was my understanding. That's, that's the that's the about. timeline we've all kind of filled in with with what happened because they never they never fully announced the Boba Fett movie. They they just said James Mangold was going to be doing it, and then then that completely just stopped. Well, yeah, so, John Favreau wanted to do a Boba Fett project. We don't know if it was like a TV series, Disney Plus. I don't know if you knew about it yet. He wanted to do a project with Boba Fett, but. I think Kathleen Kennedy in the head said, no, Boba Fett is actually tied to a movie that Josh Trank was going to do. And then he bailed. And then James Mangold was tied to it like a couple years later. And then, of course, the box office effects of Solo happened. And then they pushed back movies for a later time. But then the success of The Mandalorian happened. And The Mandalorian is basically like the Boba Fett TV show. And then I think Kathleen Kennedy gave him the rights to Boba Fett, use Boba Fett, introduce him back on this hugely successful show. That's what happened. We all loved him, universally loved. So that gave them the green light to do the Boba Fett series. And I think even before season two happened, I think he had the green light to do the new series that we just didn't know about it yet. And plus, he already he brought Boba Fett back in what episode, what five or four yeah. of the Gun- Like he, he the already had him. Yeah, he already had him there. So I think. I know because the story was, and we all remember that Bob Iger in the summer of last year was like season two is already greenlit, and we we're like, whoa, okay, so I guess it's good. I mean, no, it was yeah, the summer two summers ago, before season one even came out, Bob Iger said season two is already greenlit to go. So I think they already knew what they had. I think they already knew it was going to be a big success, and I think they were like, all right, here we go, start going. Boba Fett's going to be in there. We're going to get a book of Boba Fett. We're going to, and I think it was already starting to get the to get the ball rolling but 
I, I think that, you know, what Rudy says, you know, how Favreau is kind of filling in the gaps. I think he had an idea of where the sequel trilogy was was going and there. He was like, OK, now let me see where I can work and how I can put it all together. The same as how Clone Wars, the show brings everything together for, yeah. you know, between episode two and episode three, because there's a lot of stuff that you're kind of like, OK, how did that happen? Who's who's General Grievous? Like, how does General Grievous even come into play? And how is he the general? You just accept him and he comes out in the in the in the show. But then you watch Clone Wars and you go, oh, OK, that makes a lot more sense now who he is and his background and and everything like that. And so I think that's what Mandalorian is for for this generation. It's a live action show that fills in the gaps and it's also telling a great story to get us to an, an, uh, another trilogy. That's what I think is going to happen. That's just my opinion. Yeah, the Mandalorian, I think, definitely is like a gateway drug to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> That's another way because to say I, it. Yeah, I encounter so many people that say, what's Star Wars when they talk about the Mandalorian? I'm like, it's Star Wars is the thing that you're watching when you watch the Mandalorian. I mean, yeah, you're watching Star Wars. And they're Wars. like, what? And they're like, it's like, how do you not know that it says Star Wars like in the title, <laughs> in the, the show starts. Yeah, and, and then another thing, people are like, "Oh my gosh, Favreau and Filoni are completely erasing the sequel trilogy." I was like, "No, they're adding. No, they're not. To it. They're 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 pushing us to the sequel trilogy. That's what they're they." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh." Colin says he is a big fan of us, so thank you wow. so much. Sounds like a really good right. guy. Can, can we can we cancel this guy, Colin? Because he just said Max Rebo is coming. I need to oh. cancel the. I'm just kidding, dude. <laughs> Disney Plus put out like what did they say? We're all maxed out, and they put Max Rebo like on their thing. And Colin was like, "See, look, see." And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Why? Why did? Why?" Is, I, I have a feeling somebody at Disney is listening to this podcast, and they're just like, "There's a guy who likes Max Rebo. Let's just keep throwing." <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> What a, why aren't you on why aren't you on colin we're all having a great time but anyways um all right we're about an hour into this episode what else should we talk about we've got high republic coming out this week if you yep. haven't already get your audio books and just so you know the audible um audio books for star wars are amazing because they yes. i mean it, it's they they have they do the whole thing like you hear the music you hear everything sound effects you hear like ships flying blasters going doors opening i mean they have everything in there they the voices are all really great so if you are like i don't know if i want to no, get the audio book for whatever this is going to be because i have a feeling it's going to be awesome and there's two books is it two books coming out on tuesday it's like a yes a young adult novel and then a, i want to say an adult novel because that sounds bad Hey guys, huge fan. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, call it. Thank you, Matt. We appreciate it. That's a nice picture of Matt right there. That's a nice picture. But anyways, and yeah, so there's two books coming out. One's a like a young a young adult. One's an adult novel. And then and on the second, we're getting I think three like three or four books coming out on February second. So they're gonna be just giving us a lot of content here starting soon. So just uh, plug Audible. Yeah, there you go. We're not even sponsored by Audible anymore, but I'm telling you to get the Audible. Actually, we are. Yeah, you can still use our link. To, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it never like expired or anything. But see, if you click on our link, though, if we if we like publish it, we don't get any credit at all. So <laughs> it's like we just only can talk about it, really, because we tested that. And for some reason, we just don't get any credit. So, so what's the what's the link or what's the uh, what, uh, I'm trying to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, how do you, yeah we, we want you to give us money directly we don't want you to give it straight to audible i'm just kidding i'm uh, gonna go ahead and drop my venmo on the bottom just click on it or whatever you know it's fine yeah, even yeah even it has nothing to do with it oh y'all want to hear something crazy um somebody from germany sent us a voice message through anchor yeah and it's kind of weird it's 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 James played it for me. It's kind of weird. Like, it's uh, weird. Be- it's weird because I found out why it's weird. Because at the end of it, she says, "I don't know if you'll be able to listen to it because it's all in German." And I was like, "Oh, I'm pretty sure she's just reading something off, like yeah, off of something." And and um, it was really sweet of her to say. And she didn't. I don't think she gave us the name of the podcast, or she if she did, it's on there. But anyways, it was really it was really nice. And I think we can add it to our episode. I think you can do that, David, on Anchor. You can. Yeah, I'll do that. that yeah so you can hear it was really nice and hey if you want to like you know send us a voice message which i didn't know you could do <laughs> i didn't know either <laughs> i didn't know you could do that but if you go to anchor and go to our thing and it, i think you can send us a voice message and then we can play it and yeah. you can, yeah i don't know that's pretty cool if yeah i don't know if you want to do it try it go to anchor type in our podcast <laughs> and go for it just please nothing nothing about max rebo i would really appreciate it if it was nothing about max, max rebo but um but anyways are you still trying to find that audible <laughs> no audible. i stopped because I've, I've tried to look for it before and it's like so deep inside of our emails but see the thing yeah. is is that we had like an ad before our podcast and we read out like a whole script and everything and we stopped doing it because we stopped we stop having people like doing the free trial all i have to do is sign up for a free trial for 30 days and you can cancel and we actually get credit for it and we actually get paid by Amazon who owns audible, but uh, months went by and then all of a sudden we had more money up here and I was trying to figure out, okay, how did we get money? And it was from audible. I think once something big happened in star Wars, new people started listening and they, they used our link. They actually typed it out. You have to type it out. Like I said, you can't just click on the link and we get credit for it. So, and we, and we thank you for, for doing that. And also yeah, thank, you very much. Listeners, thank you for, Rate, rating our podcast on Apple Podcasts because we're like, I don't want to say we're number we're two, we're but good. we're like, we're way up there. And Spotify as well. If you, isn't it? If you type in, I confirm this. Like, yeah, if you, if Star you type Wars in podcast, Spotify, we're number one. Yeah. So, um, and it all goes back to one day when David and I sat in a room and we had a little lav mics talking to each other about Star Wars. And I was like, oh my gosh, we got 700 listens all time this is great <laughs> you know like we were so excited and we had no idea this podcast was going to grow to to what it is today i mean we had no idea and that's what's so exciting about star wars is how everyone always asks like do y'all run out of stuff to talk about i was like we never run out of no. stuff to talk about star no. Wars. no there's always something with star wars and that's what's so fascinating about it is it just more stuff starts happening i mean we bad batch comes out when this year what what day does it come out I don't know if we have a date yet. See, we don't have a specific date, but I think springtime is what I think we're all kind of assuming. And all the official stuff says 2021. Yeah. Yeah. I can't I can't wait for that show. I can't wait for Bad Fest to come out. Bad Fest is gonna be awesome, dude. It's gonna be super popular too, because not everyone's watching So and and I think it's gonna be um I remember when I was watching because I I'm I'm dumb. Just I'm gonna throw that out there. I'm not that smart. No. Yeah. So I watched uh, a little. I watched the first two seasons of Rebels before I watched Clone Wars. I know I'm stupid, and I remember watching it thinking it was you know Disney Disney kids show, and they're over there killing people and stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is not a 
it's not a kid's show. And then you get further in, and even Clone Wars, you get further into Clone Wars, you're like, oh my gosh, like this is violent. Like this is like really violent stuff. So I think they're going to take that with Bad Batch. And I think they have like a really bad, good excuse to kind of make it kind of gritty and brutal and everything. So I'm kind of excited to see what well, they do. I think they're picking up right after Order 66 for Bad Batch. So I think it's going to start out just, you know, bam. I don't think they have to ease their way into it anymore. Yeah, I think we're going to start getting... And I think we're going to see a lot of what happens to the clone troopers after uh, the rise of the Empire. So it's... That little gap where Bad Batch is going to be is is one thing that's always been kind of a mystery to me of what was going on during that transition from the Republic to the Empire. So it looks like it's going to be pretty good, man. I'm pretty excited to see what's going to happen with that one. I hope hope we get a live action film one day of Order 66 and what happens from a different point of view compared to Mm -hmm. Revenge of the Sith. Sorry about the dog everybody sorry and we are going to get a lot of mandalorian elements in the bad batch we're going to get fennec shan and there's rumor yeah, of Tan showing up so cool. Cool. yeah yeah they're they're so, definitely tying in stuff that we love somebody found an old picture of um the actress i was gonna say fennec shan but that's not her name um what's the actress who plays fennec shan Ming-Nawen. yeah they have a picture of her with george lucas like many years ago and they were at some party and she like took a picture with him and she said, I remember whispering, like, I want to do something in Star Wars, you know, and now she's doing Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's really cool how all these people years ago are like, oh, my gosh, that'd be so cool to do a Star Wars, something in Star Wars. And now the time is here where you can do Star Wars now. And it's really, really cool. Like the the doctor from Mandalorian was like, I've always wanted to be a, a, holog- a hologram talking to somebody in star wars and here i either i was in the mandalorian as a hologram talking to them in star wars I'm like that's freaking awesome pretty cool they unite with max all right we're gonna stop this podcast right now call it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh anything, anything else to uh, anything else to talk about today yes on the topic of uh, mark hamill and uh, ming not when I kind of was in the belief that Mark Hamill had like nothing to do with his appearance other than being on set uh, in chapter 16 of the Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. But Mark Hamill put out a tweet uh, thanking Ming-Na Wen and it happened vice versa. And Ming-Na Wen described how it was such a great experience working with Mark Hamill. So she's saying she worked with Mark Hamill on chapter 16. Mm. So that kind of, leads to the belief that Mark Hamill was actually doing some acting and was on camera somehow, some way. I, I don't know, man. I don't, Cause he definitely doesn't move like Mark Hamill. Like the, the moves he did that they, the person playing Luke in, in chapter 16, I mean, that was, that was pretty quick stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, I, yeah. That, that was, that was totally like a stunt double uh, Max Lloyd already, Jones. Yeah. yeah that was someone was else. But when he was just standing there and the face, a lot of people claim that his face was de-aged. Mark Hamill's face right now was de-aged. I don't buy that. To me, that doesn't sound logical to do that. It would sound a whole lot better just to lift his face from return of the Jedi and put it on Max Lloyd Jones. But I don't know. There, there, we do no know way. Mark Hamill was there on set. He yeah. was there. We do know that for a fact. They, they I did thought we knew who the actor was. Who? Oh, yeah, we know film. what's his name. Right, Max Lloyd Jones. Uh, he's an English actor, but I mean that doesn't mean that Mark Hamill didn't do anything to help, like kind of complete the performance that we saw on screen. Yeah, yeah he so, did, like, he, he like, may have, like 
I mean, he may have felt like co- coordinate or like in instruct. No, Luke, Luke would move this way or he would do that. Maybe. I mean, I, I think he, uh, for the reaction shots of the actors, when the camera's not on Luke, maybe Mark Hamill was the stand in giving them the lines there. Like maybe the reaction of Pedro Pascal and the actors there, they were looking at Mark Hamill doing that. And so for them, they were like, Oh my gosh, it's Luke Skywalker. So that look on their face was like, Oh, this is, that's him. You know, it's it. So, I mean, that's what I would do if I were, you know, Favreau and, and team making a star Wars movie, Mark Hamill's there. I would say, okay, you're not going to be seen right now, but I need them to react to Luke Skywalker and you're freaking Luke Skywalker. So, so are, are you saying John Carlo Esposito is scared of Mark Hamill? Yes, I am saying John Cena <laughs> is scared of Mark Hamill. I like that. I love that meme where it's like, there's one X-Wing, and it cuts to him, and he's like, one X-Wing? I'm like, what? It's just one X-Wing. <laughs> but, um, but now, what, you know how you say how they take the face off, and they put it, no, face off. Now, how they took mm-hmm. his face. They did that for Rise of Skywalker. I mean, when, when he lifts the thing up, I was like, that's Mark Hamill, like, from, you know, years ago. That, that visual effect of of Luke lifting up the visor was amazing. And then you watch Mandalorian. You're like, ah, okay, I don't know what happened there, but this is still pretty cool. Those still look really, really nice. Um, another thing we found out was Filoni said, and the, the wording of it made me kind of like go, okay, what was really happening? He says that the reason he got into live action kind of, and really started getting into it was when he was on the set of the last Jedi, because apparently Ryan Johnson would keep, testing him like hey what lens is this do you know what this does hey check this out hold this how does this look and Fil- and then even uh ron bergman also was there with filoni kind of helping him understand live action and i was like okay how long was filoni on the set of the last jedi if if he's saying that he was taught by ryan johnson kind of the live action feel of a set you know i thought that was an interesting thing that ryan johnson invited filoni which means that ryan johnson knows who dave filoni is and is like hey man come here and watch me make this star Wars movie. No, I thought that was an interesting thing. No one ever talked about. And I I thought that was pretty cool in my opinion, but eh, just me anyways. So did, so did Dave Filoni talk specifically about Ryan Johnson or was that just like a story told by someone else? No, no, he, he said Ryan Johnson. Okay. Cause I was like, come to think of it. I've never heard Dave Filoni talk about anything in regards to last Jedi or Ryan Johnson. But I think he did do it on the Star Wars show interview, right? Yeah, it was it was either in the Star Wars show interview or it was in the uh, art of the Mandalorian uh, when okay. they're talking to him about about uh, the process and everything. Uh, which I, like I said, I thought that was pretty cool. That if, if he we, wants to come on the Star Wars stuff podcast and talk about it, we'll we'll have him. On. Yes, Dave Filoni, if you would love to join us, we'll get our agent to you and the, we'll 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 work out a schedule for you because we're very busy. <laughs> Let's see if we can fit you in for a Let's see if we can fit you in the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, I'll just say it right now. Everyone involved uh, with Lucasfilm, Star Wars, TV, film, comic Love books, it. books. Yeah, you're all invited to the Star Wars stuff podcast. Please let us know. Let us if you want to join, we will love to have you. The comment. intern that gets the coffee. That yeah, well, yes. let us <laughs> <laughs> if you want to avoid some NDAs, you know, we'll be here. <laughs> But uh, but anything else today? Anything else? Uh, yeah, we talked about how gallery was. I said it was going to happen. Oh, episode boy. two, you said it wasn't going to happen, and you were right, James. It didn't happen. And yeah, that's so disappointing. Eric for the first episode, that was my hunch too. But yeah, I, I actually checked to 
this week. I was like, oh, is there going to be another one? But no, there wasn't. So yeah, I'm not like, trying to be like braggadocious or like I know everything, but I figured it out halfway through the, the gallery. I was like, oh, this is it. This is all they're going to give us because of how much they were giving us with each episode. And, over here. And, yes, I was Benedict Cumberbatch right there. And I was just like, this is it. This is all they're going to give us because we're seeing interviews with every director, with everybody on the side. And oh, what was really funny in the gallery was it was really quick. Uh, John Favreau and his son were doing the uh, the graffiti on the wall, and you hear his son go, "You've done this before, haven't you?" <laughs> He's like, "No." no. <laughs> They're like, "You're doing a really good job with that." <laughs> and if you notice, they the the artist, what was his name? The artist of the of the graffiti, David Cho. David Chu Chu Chow uh, Cho 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 David Cho. <laughs> you know, they he designed it all, but he had they had the directors of the Mandalorian actually like paint in and color it all because if you look there's a shot or you see bryce dallas howard uh, dave filoni and uh fama Yua all there on the wall painting the wall themselves so i think that was a cool way of favreau having everybody on board to like everyone gets a shot at decorating this wall because it's a cool and th- like he said hey there's no graffiti in star wars and he was like you're right there is no graffiti in star wars and now he said the bottom half is just for the jawas because they can't reach yeah. the top i was like that's so that's so like so much thought went into that. Like you never would have thought about that. I don't know. I thought that was pretty, that was pretty. I, awesome. I love when they talked about, um, I think it was a Filoni idea or something. Or maybe it was Favre, one of the two. They were talking about when they were on Trask on the boat, they were talking mm-hmm. about not, not doing any shots that they wouldn't have been able to do if they were actually out in water. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was a really cool detail. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's freaking awesome. So, Dude, it's, yeah. it's the small details that, that make it. It's crazy. And how like, how Favreau said with the, the helmets of the uh, the dark troopers. He says, you know, they need to be there. The light needs to bounce off of it a certain way because that's the way it bounced off of Vader's helmet in the first Star Wars movie. And you're just like, yeah, it looks real. Like they, they come out, and you're like, those those are real things. That's freaking terrifying. And like Rudy said, those little small details they got perfectly with the Mandalorian. And it's just, I don't know. That's what makes that show so awesome, in my opinion. Anyways. Yeah, I think that's why the Mandalorian worked because you had like super fans like John and Dave working on it and collaborating, working as a team. Mm-hmm. And it's like Dave Filoni is like the heir apparent to George Lucas. And then who knew it that John Favreau was that huge of a Star Wars fan? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's and then weird. he has like all the clout in the world because he started the MCU and he produces all the Marvel films, which are super yeah, successful. Obviously, that was huge for him. So. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's he's doing pretty good, and I'm glad he's on Star Wars now. So yeah, I mean, dude, he he wrote what 95 percent of the episodes for uh, season two. I think there's yeah. only like, one or two episodes he didn't write. Yeah, Filoni wrote the Jedi, and Famuyiwa wrote. Um, oh, Famuyiwa and Favreau wrote the uh, the Believer, I believe. Yeah, I believe. Right. <laughs> you believe? Believe in the Believer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but he actually uh, they actually the Famuyiwa wrote uh the the other episode uh mm-hmm. in the first season he so he, i don't know they like hey come back and write another star wars episode so i don't know man it's great time it's great time <laughs> i'm loving it Anything i do want to say yeah. that i do still have hope for a second episode for the gallery because we got nothing on luke skywalker so they could uh, possibly put something together where they kind of detail and i kind of go through and show everything that transpired to get Mark Hamill on set so secretly. I mean, the fact that that, that did not leak, everything else leaked except for Luke Skywalker showing up, which is like one of the biggest reveals in Star Wars history. I want to say it's number two after I Am Your Father. 
Wow. All right, you heard it here first. Star Wars stuff yeah, podcast is claiming. That. Is that... That's a... We have to get that's... some type of documentary on that. We have to have, well, have some... I mean, I mean, the reveal of Grogu is kind of up there. I'm not going to lie. Seeing Grogu in the first episode of Mandalorian was just like, uh, what is going on with this thing? Uh, that was a beautiful moment in Star Wars. Yeah, it left me absolutely hooked. Well, yeah, we didn't that- know there was going to be a child. And we talked okay, about yeah. it on the podcast. There, it was going to Mandalorian was going to revolve around a child. We just didn't know what type of child. But Luke Skywalker just out of nowhere, like yeah. ev- everyone thought that there's no way it was going to happen. And then when it happened, I think I think people were more shocked about that than they were about the child Grogu. No, but yeah, I, I agree. Is- the The shock factor is there, but the Grogu reveal that's top top three easily. <laughs> okay yeah i'll say that i'll say that it's it's in my top 10 moments in star wars i'm just gonna say that right now hey we're gonna not talk about that okay, okay. we're just gonna ignore that that ever happened all right yeah uh, anything else music is in a moment james just saying it uh, sad note that i don't know if you want to end on but tom kane uh had a stroke oh like, yeah sad. voice of yoda and uh the announcer in clone wars Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently he's unable to speak right now so you know thoughts and prayers with him certainly that's oh yes because crazy he's not even that old so no yeah that's what I was, that's what shocked me when i found out i was like he's not even he's, he looks fairly young and uh just such a such a sad sad thing to have and yeah thoughts and prayers go out to his family and hopefully he's uh he gets better yeah yeah it happened about two months ago and the mm-hmm. day that the news broke I think he actually accepted my friend request, and then that's when I found out it happened. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" But yeah, it, oh, two I months ago, I feel dumb that I didn't look at the date on that. I just looked yeah. It was, you know, yeah. Well, I think his daughter uh, made a post, and she said about two months ago that okay, same well, day. So yeah, James is eating now. James sorry, is eating. I <laughs> <laughs> so have a sad, sad moment right now. But my dog just came in with a bunch of uh, powdered sugar on her head right now, and it made me laugh. So. Um, I'm sorry, guys. Didn't mean I did not mean to ruin that moment. <laughs> you got a dog that serves you dessert. Yeah. So, yeah. The other thing too, um, if you look at the credits at the very end of the Mandalorian chapter 16, Arnell. you'll see now in memory of uh, Jeremy Bullock, which oh, I thought was a nice. That? Yeah, okay. they added it. So cool. That's yeah. pretty awesome. I'm, I'm glad, glad they. they did. I'm, I'm glad they did that. That's that. That is amazing. And yeah. Well, anything else today? Or we uh, we talked quite a bit though about a bunch of nothing at the beginning of this podcast. We should have. Had a plan. <laughs> we are very sorry, Star Wars fans. No, we talked about Star Wars, Wars stuff. So. We talked about yeah, Star we... Wars stuff. I mean, stuff yeah. about Star Wars. <laughs> so yeah, I think Happy New Year, guys. Twenty twenty one. Yes, twenty twenty one. Huge jam packed year full of Star Wars stuff. The High Republic, Bad Batch. Then we get a series of comics, I believe, for the High Republic. Yes, yes. That's and then, out. yeah, then we get Book of Boba Fett at the end of the year. And... Dude, I'm just saying they better have Boba being a beast the way he was oh, he <laughs> in be. The Mandalorian. Like, he came out like a, I mean, Robert Rodriguez said it best, like a barbarian just smashing everybody up. And, you know, oh, by the way, Tamora Morrison has a beautiful singing voice. If you want to know, go on to Spotify <laughs> or Apple Music, type in Tamora Morrison, and he has an album out, and he has a beautiful singing voice. So not only is he Boba Fett, he's a singer. So check it out. 
<laughs> I sent, I sent right. y'all the link. I sent y'all the link, and Joseph was like, "Dude, that actually doesn't sound bad." I was like, "Right." He and Ewan McGregor need to do a a a, du- a duet one day. Just gonna say that. But uh, anyways, what else? Just <laughs> so Star Wars Insider about start the 200th edition of Star Wars Insider is gonna drop. Oh my gosh! Here. And there's gonna be actually two different covers. There's gonna be a variant and one I think you can pick up in uh, in shops. If you can make it to a shop, I don't know, but yeah, I, know, yeah, I think I'm going to re- renew my subscription. I had a subscription during the prequel era, and uh, I think I'm going to have to renew it for this because I, I think Boba Fett is on both covers. And man, we're getting that that show at the end of the year. Oh, so that's like that's I don't know. That's going to be like the thing I'm counting down all year is the book of Boba Fett now because I'm just I am pumped for that stuff, man. I'm actually really excited for uh, Lego Star Wars Saga. I'm not going to lie. Was... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the Lego Star Wars Saga. Yeah, getting pumped. Getting pumped. We'll see. All right. We got a lot of, yeah. a lot of fun and, stuff. Yeah, it's important. that's going to be released in the springtime, apparently. May the 4th, that would be the best time. Yeah, Colin was saying in chat that uh, May the 4th might be Bad Batch as well, which would be a pretty cool date to release that. Do it, and man. there's also a rumor yeah. that Star Wars Visions might happen on Disney+. Plus. Well, I thought that was that was like the thing. Like it was supposed to happen on Disney Plus. Well, this year. Oh, this year. Oh, yeah. I yeah. did not know that. Okay. So, man, this is awesome. <laughs> this is gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be a good year then. <laughs> but, uh, well, the right. o- the other thing that's happening this year that we didn't talk about, we've talked about it in the past, but Kathleen Kennedy's contract expires this year. That's really interesting. Mm. So really we don't know if she's gonna re up and stay. Because I've kind of heard rumors of Dude, you know kind of working. That's pretty off, interesting. Yeah. We'll see. We all got quiet. Just like <laughs> all right. Well, no, because we all have opinions, and we're all like, do we say what we want to happen? But uh, but uh, no, Dave we'll let, we'll... and uh, Fabro. That's that's no, three teams. Knock it off. I think she's I think she's doing a great job. I think she's uh I think she's she's getting it. I think now she has been. Oh Rudy? Well I, I I think they they knocked they knocked out the sequels because they had to. Oh yeah, I, I froze. My bad. Yeah, you froze for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Am I back? You're back. Oh my bad. So uh they had they, they had to knock out the, the sequels and now she's bringing on the people that she needed to to make Lucasfilm, what what it is now? Yeah, I, I popular. Think, I, think yeah, I, I think she's gonna get her contract renewed. I think she's gonna try to renew it. I, I don't know. I, I have a feeling that she's getting her. She's so not. Too. She's getting her stride. That sounds rude because she's had her stride for what thirty, almost forty years now with all the movies she's been a part of. I don't know. I think I think we're gonna see more of her. And I know some fans are gonna be mad, but I think we're gonna be seeing more of Kathleen Kennedy. But. She is. I mean, she does know the industry, and you know, she, like like you said, she's been around for forever. I think she even worked like on ET and stuff way back in the day. Yes, so. she's been. I showed somebody. They're like, yeah, so people don't like her. And I showed. I was like, okay, well, they don't like her because they don't think she's doing a good job of Star Wars. I said, but look what she's done in the past. And I went through her IMDb with somebody, and they were just like, dude, what? I was like, yeah, was like she's a part of all of those movies. Yeah, and, producer yeah. on ET was her first thing that yep. I see. Right, but I don't think she was doing the things that she's doing now on Star Wars, though. She she wasn't like the creative green light, you know. Yeah, true. And I think I think it's yeah, it's it's a tough thing. Thing I don't know. Projects hit her desk for people pitching things to her. I mean, she's 
greenlit several things, but I mean, it's, I don't know. There's so many things out there and I know we got the huge slate rogue squadron. I watched wonder woman 84. I really wasn't a fan of it. And I don't know. I, I haven't seen a film for Patty Jenkins that I've liked yet. I haven't seen monster yet, but I didn't like the original wonder woman or 84. So I don't know. I don't know what that's going to bring for Rogue yeah. Squadron. Yeah, that that that's my same concern too. After I watched Wonder Woman eighty four, I was like, "Yeah, let's let's just hope that she she does a better job with Rogue Squadron." Yeah, but yeah, I hope I hope Kathleen Kennedy actually does get replaced by someone that's a huge Star Wars fan. A lot, if it's not John Favreau or Filoni, I don't think Filoni has the qualifications yet. I think Favreau does, but I don't think that's something Favreau wants to do. I still think he wants to create, but. I just want someone to sign the checks really. Uh, and that's all they have to do for Lucasfilm. But uh, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Oh, hello, hello there. Long time fan. Thank you very much for, for watching. <laughs> We've been talking for like an hour and a half. <laughs> we hope you enjoy this. Podcast. <laughs> Saeed, I can't say the name. I'm sorry, but thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Saeed? But, uh, Saeed Salahuddin? Maybe. Yeah, if we if we butchered it, we're from Texas. We can't. We don't, we, yeah, we, Texas, yeah, Michigan. They're from Michigan, so. Um, but yeah, so I guess that I guess that's it, huh? Yeah, I think so. I, uh, yeah. How many times are we going to say it? <laughs> <laughs> well, ever since he got that that food, he's just staring at it off to the side. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Actually, I mean, the Favreau reference, though, because it's it's a beignet, and uh, we actually watched the chef show when he made the beignet there with uh, with Roy with Roy Troy. And, uh, so yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm looking at this thing. Like, <laughs> but yes, thank you all so much for for listening, and Rudy, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for um, having me, guys. Be sure to check out our Facebook group page, our YouTube channel, where we're actually streaming this uh, for y'all to see. Um, and then if you want to like jump on and comment, please feel free to. We'll put announcements when we're going to record our episodes, as well as check us out on Instagram and on Twitter. And there's our Instagram. Yeah, we got all the stuff right there down below in our Twitter, as well as the um, TikTok. Yeah, TikTok is going a little slow. We're trying our best to get TikTok going. But, uh, but yeah, just check us out there. We're there. And again, thank you so much for watching. And we appreciate everything. Oh, yeah. Patreon. Please go for your Patreon. Um, uh, and yeah. Audible. And Audible. We're at and on Audible. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> we're on Audible, too. Uh, and we voice spells. Yes, and leave us a voice on Anchor. Please leave us a voice on I want to hear you. So, yeah, Venmo. I'll be my PayPal. <laughs> Y'all have a, have a week. Be sure to check out the High Republic. May the force be with you. Always. <laughs>